0: Hi, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Emily Green, otherwise known as Emily the Medium. This show is a space where I'll share my teachings around life after death, the soul, intuition, developing psychic abilities, and so much more. Together, we will expand our minds beyond what is widely accepted as truth and start to see the mind, body, and soul from a completely different perspective. This is a Soulfire production. Hello everybody, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here today. This is going to be my first solo episode in a minute. Quite a quite a while. I don't even know how long it's been, but I'm happy to be here. I hope you're having a beautiful day wherever you are in time and space. I was so excited to come sit down and record this episode with you today. So this is going to be fun. We're going to do a little bit of some miscellaneous updates on my end, what's been happening with me, and then we'll get into the topic of today's episode. I'm actually really excited to talk about what I'm going to talk about today. So we'll get into it, and I actually am going to lead into my topic. With a little story time, because some of the most amazing realizations and information that I receive is when I give readings and when I get the chance to connect with people. And of course, I am having transmissions of information in my own time as well, but. It's really one of the most illuminating things for me in just even my own personal spiritual unfoldment, continued spiritual unfoldment, is what I get to connect with and receive when I talk to people and people's guides and people's loved ones in spirit and so on. It is so illuminating for me, and so I have a really special story with some really cool information that I'm going to share with you today. But before we get there, just want to to do a little life update of what has been going on with me over here over the last little while. I have really been, you know, it's funny, a friend of mine asked me a couple weeks ago like what's next for you? What's what what you know, what's on your radar next? And I've just been really content over the summer to kind of go a little easier than I normally do and just enjoy the summer and the sunshine and everything that comes with that. And Spirit has been kind of giving me a little break (laughs) of creating and, you know, kind of launching new things, bringing new things forward. And so that's actually been really nice for the time being. Another thing that I am going to be doing this summer is opening up another date for another spirit baby healing event. So that's going to be coming sometime probably in late August. And I'm also doing a joint healing event with a friend of mine, Ariel, at the end of This week, July 24th, which it will be past that time by the time you listen to this. So I'm just doing some little things over the summer and keeping up with readings, but definitely slowing down on the amount of readings that I'm doing over the summer. Still doing some mentorships here and there podcast interviews and on other people's shows and on my show, but it's been really nice to slow down a little for really the first time in 2021. And I usually like to take it easy over the summer. That's kind of my time where I'm just like, I don't want to be sitting at my desk. I want to be outside. I want to be in the sunshine. So plus been dealing with a couple little energetic health things over here. So it's been really nice to take it easy. And I've been super grateful for that. So I just also got back from a really beautiful week away in nature, literally for an entire week. And it was absolutely magical. I was able to go back to this really special place, a little retreat center that is not too far from where I live. And it was there for Four days, and it's on a really special land. They've got all these energy vortexes all over the land, and there's a, a natural quartz crystal crop nearby, and they have a labyrinth and a volcanic ash healing bed, and they've got equine healing circles and just so and a full spa. So I had like my first deep tissue massage for the first time in a couple years, which was very interesting. I literally laid down on the, of course, as most people have been experiencing, you know, hearing In Canada, we haven't been able to have the same level of body work and massage and chiropractic and osteopath and all different kinds of other therapies over the last six months. And so it was my first deep tissue massage in a very long time. And I laid down on the table and she like touched the back of my calf. And as soon as she touched, I was like, I have made a huge mistake. This is going to be bad. So my body was just not ready for that deep tissue massage, but it actually was great. I got up from the table and I was like, wow, I feel like this massage therapist just moved out like six months worth of tension and stress and trauma from my cells. And I woke up feeling like a new person. Didn't feel that same way the next day. I will tell you that I was definitely cursing this massage therapist the next day. But really, it's been so magical to be able to get back to some of these bodywork therapies because, you know, it's really important for me as somebody who gives so much in my work and really works with lots of different people's energy that I have to give back to myself in equal measure with all different kinds of physical body work and energetic kind of, you know, therapies of different sorts and kinds. So it's, been really nice to get to incorporate that back into my life again, (laughs) because I was just kind of doing it myself, like DIY, you know, and it's like really so nice. And you'll probably understand this if you like body work of any kind and you haven't been able to have it in a while. The first time you go back, it's like so nice to really savor the feeling of somebody like taking care of you. Like it was just like, oh, it's so nice, you know. So that was really beautiful. I had a really great time. It was really, for me, just about, you know, sometimes I go on these vacations and it's just like nonstop because I spend a lot of time in other people's energy and I serve, you know, give lots of readings and I do lots of things. Sometimes when I go on these vacations, it's like... All of the things that my guides have been trying to bring through for me will kind of come through like rapid fire and I can barely keep up. They're like, OK, you got to do this. We need you to look at this. Blah, 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 You know, that's something that I'm really looking to restructure in my life in the next little while is just having more time to also kind of talk to my own guides on a daily basis just to kind of see what's up. Yeah. So anyway, so I expected it to be like rapid fire. You know, they're like, OK, we got to tell you about this and you got to do this. And it was actually really surprising because I sat down in nature in the first couple days that I was there and my guys were just like, listen, Emily, you already run so much psychic energy through you on a day-to-day basis, on a weekly basis. Just take this time to like, let your physical body reset, let your energy system reset, receive energy from the earth, receive healing from other people. You don't have to worry about like, you know, keeping up with all of the downloads and and messages and things that we have for you. And I was like, wow, I was not expecting that. So that was really nice. One thing that I always find, though, Anytime I take like a large period of time, I'm really curious if there's any other intuitives or healers or psychic mediums listening to this, but anytime I take like any kind of prolonged break from expending psychic energy, so giving readings, you know, connecting with my guides, channeling, this kind of thing, doing healing work. Prolonged is like, for me, it's like anything longer than a week, I guess you could say. And so I haven't given a reading in about 10 days. And by the end of that, it's like I have, my, my head feels like it's going to pop off. I have so much crown pressure, headaches, migraines, third eye headaches. It's just like all this energy that wants to be used. <laughs> so I was definitely ready to come back and use, uh, you know, some psychic energy again. So all in all, it was really wonderful. You may notice I've been skipping some weeks for the podcast throughout the summer, and that's just because, you know, I'm choosing to stay, like I said, I'm choosing to stay in the flow of the of the summer and just enjoy as much as I can. And when I can and I'm available, I come on here and I record podcasts for all of you. So as always, I love to hear your feedback about the episodes that I do. It really like juices me up, you know, and if there's questions, I'm going to do another Q&A episode. Not necessarily like questions, but also like if there's any topics that anybody wants me to speak on, I'm open for suggestions. So let me know. Hit me up. Send me a DM. Send me an email. Send me a message. Leave me a review with something you'd like to hear about, whatever you want to hear about from me. So that's kind of a little update from me. And I'm really excited to talk to you about today's topic. So let's get into it. Okay, so let me preface this topic of today's episode with there are many things that I get to encounter in my work that absolutely blow my mind like information that I'll get, conversations that I'll have with an energy, a being, a loved one, a guide that are just like, oh my gosh, I never knew that before. And I always say in every reading that I give that I learn something new every time. And it makes it really what I do so incredible and so amazing. And sometimes I'll get to touch this really powerful, higher, dimensional, multidimensional information that I just feel so lucky to do what I do and be able to interpret this information, interpret this energy, because it really like, just helps me understand the makeup of the universe and how things work and the tapestry of our universe and all of the different dimensions and things that go along with that. So I I'm always learning. I'm always learning new things from the guides I talk to, the people, the clients that I get to work with, the readings that I get to to give. And I probably in the time that I have been a professional psychic medium, I mean, I don't even know. It'd actually be really interesting to check how many readings I've given in the time that I've been giving readings. I mean definitely over a thousand. So I've had so many amazing opportunities to do all these kinds of readings. And, you know, every reading that I ever do is special to me. And... I remember little bits and pieces about each and every single reading that I ever do. Although I always just say, you know, sometimes I get this like amnesia and it all just kind of goes away because as I always say, the information that's transmitted in a reading is not for me to hold on to, it is for you or it is for the person that I'm reading for. So every reading that I give is special to me, but sometimes... I will have readings that I will never be able to get out of my mind as long as I live in this human body on this earth because they are so incredible and the information that comes through is so... I just don't even have words for it. I just feel lucky. Every time I get to have a glimpse or a touch with information that is as powerful as some of these readings that I've remembered or held on to, I feel so grateful. I feel so lucky. I feel so enriched with wisdom and knowledge and information. So I'm going to transcribe some really powerful information that I had come through in a mediumship reading that I gave a couple of weeks ago for a very special client who's actually a part of a very special family that I've had the chance to read for almost all of the members in this family after their father passed away a few years ago. I don't know if they listen to this podcast, but if they do, they will know that I'm talking about them and just sending so much love to this beautiful family. I love you guys so much, and it has been a pleasure to guide you through your journey of reconnecting with your father over the past few years. It has been such a blessing. So let me preface this by saying, I know I'm like, there's lots of preface, there's lots of prelude, but it's important and you'll understand why, is that with this kind of you know, there's, there's everybody on Earth in these human bodies, we all have these big questions. You know, what happens when we die? Where do we go when we die? What's the meaning of life? What are we doing here? You know, all these like big universal questions. And I think that asking these questions is very important. And, you know, these are the right kind of questions to be asking. You know, we're here to question everything, literally. And to, you know, see things from different perspectives and have new understandings and things as we go and just really being committed to the path of learning and unfolding and development in all areas and all ways. And so, you know, I will often encounter people who have big questions and I love the people with big questions. I just have such a special place in my heart for people who are asking the big questions. (laughs) And you might find this surprising, but I actually really prefer to let a lot of the big answers to the big macro universal questions come to me. I don't tend to be one of those mediums or psychic mediums who will kind of channel in and try and figure something out or they want to go into this. And don't get me wrong, I still do that. But I really love The concept of letting the information come to me, letting the information find me, whether that's through a reading or through my own personal practice, my meditation practice. So that's kind of how it works. So, you know, a lot of people are surprised when they're like, you know, they'll ask me a question and intellectually, I don't know the answer, but I'll be like, hold on, let's find out. Like, you know, like, let me find out, let me ask that question. And then I have the information from there. And I really like doing it this way because like I... You know, and I've said this from the very beginning. I don't know everything. I don't have all of the answers to all of the mysteries of the universe. And that's really because, I mean, for a couple different reasons. Again, like I said, I like having the information come to me. I'm always humble enough to ask the question. If somebody has a big universal question, I'm like, well, let's ask your guide. I don't know. Let's let's find out. You know, or let me ask my guide. I'm not sure. Let's see. Right. And so I'm humble enough and and happy to do that. And sometimes if I'm like really curious about something, I wanna dig into something, I'll ask my guides, okay, can you take me into this? Or can you reveal some of the answers around this to me? Or things like that. So I do do that. But again, I like to be surprised and I'm okay with the fact that I don't have to know everything. I don't have to know all of the mysteries of the universe. I don't have to know all the mysteries of my life path. I'm willing to be guided. I'm willing to be led and I trust my my spirit team i trust my guides so much that i feel like i'm safe to leave room for a little bit of mystery so you know that may be unique to me um that may change over time too i don't know maybe i'll get tired of the mystery and just want to know everything and you know ask to be shown all the all the secrets but i also think if somebody tells you that they have all the secrets to the universe you know i don't know you should probably look run in the other direction you know because Truly, I mean, yes, we have access to infinite wisdom, infinite answers, infinite possibilities, infinite information when we're here in human bodies. But we all, you also have to stay mindful about where people's egos can come in in those situations as well and they may not even realize that they're literally like high on the supply of the information and they're just like on a total ego trip because they think they know everything you know what i mean so humility is always a important part of how i show up in this world and you know the balance between humility and positive ego and healthy confidence and i really feel for the first time in my life that i have a really great balance on that, which is really great. Anyway, I digress. So what was I doing? I was giving you the prelude. I was giving you the preface to the story. So I like to be surprised. I'm okay with a little mystery. You get the picture. Okay. So I come into a reading with this young woman, this beautiful young woman. And again, if you're listening to this special shout out to you, all my love to you. And Oh, this is actually another thing I wanted to bring up, is that when I do mediumship readings, you know, and I don't talk about the mediumship that I do a lot. And actually, it was really funny. I had somebody say to me recently... (laughs) even though, you know, Emily, the medium, they were like, I didn't even know you did mediumship, you know? Yeah, I do. And, and, and it was really, you know, one of the the foundational pieces of my work and it still is. I just do a lot of different things. You know, I do healing sessions. I move energy, energy healing, spirit baby stuff. So I think sometimes people forget that, yes, I still talk to, to people's past loved ones fairly frequently. So sometimes I will connect with people who want to have mediumship readings frequently over a period of time. And I'm careful with this because, you know, a tendency for some people is to become dependent on me as the medium and become dependent on the connection to their loved ones. And it prevents them from being empowered into their own connection with their own loved ones. And so I'm really careful with who I do that for. So, but sometimes I will see people over a period of time. And with this particular young woman, I had done probably about four or five mediumship readings for her over the course of four or five years. So, about one reading a year, we could say. And What's really interesting with mediumship, if I'm working with someone over a period of time, is that the first mediumship reading is usually about, I mean, it depends. It depends. But typically, it follows a structure where we talk about their passing. We provide evidence of their soul after death. We talk about messages. Sometimes there's some psychic stuff woven in there about the person currently in their life. Sometimes they want to talk about things that the past loved one has noticed in the client's life since they've been passed. And so on and so on, but it really stays usually pretty strictly to the person's life who just passed away and their connection to the client. And so we don't always have time to get into some of these bigger, you know, things like okay, where are you anyway? And what is the afterlife like? And so on, because it's really just focusing on what the client needs in any given moment. And that's the intelligence of the spirit world is that, you know, they'll give the client at each reading exactly what it is that they need. And so this time, sitting down with this young woman, she said, you know, Emily, I have all of these like human things that I could ask you about and ask my dad about today. But I really feel like I want to understand exactly step by step what happens to a person's soul after they leave their physical body. And what is it like through the whole process of leaving the physical body to transitioning to being on the other side the first bit of time on the other side and after that first bit of time what happens and I'm like whoa this is great okay thanks for asking the question because again as long as I have a question with some of these bigger things I can go into it I can explore it and so I said thanks for asking let's find out and so first I just checked with my guides I said is this appropriate is this okay basically, do I have permission to channel into this information through this client's father? I said, does, do, do I have permission to transmit the information and does he have permission to share it? And they said, yes. And so I said, great. So I said, let's do it. So he took me through this entire process of he explained each step along the way of what it was like for him. And I'm going to Just give a disclaimer that information I'm about to share is not an end-all, be-all, final guide to the afterlife and what it's like. (laughs) I'm not claiming that. I am not saying that this is exactly how it will be. So don't, like, come at me, you know. If you disagree, that's fine. Also keeping in mind that this interpretation was coming through the reference point of this person's father and his experience in transitioning his soul out of the physical body, keeping in mind that every soul, and this can be confirmed in various texts that track different people who have had near-death experiences or who have gone into hypnosis in between lives and so on, is that there is some variance in different souls' experiences based on you know, lots of different factors. I mean, I couldn't even name all the factors. So just keeping in mind that this is coming through the reference point of this person's father. There was still so many universal understandings that I had within this transmission. So let's get into it. Okay, so The way that he was communicating this to me is how it always is in a mediumship reading. It was a mix of hearing him speak. It was a mix of him showing me imagery, of him impressing me with a thought or a feeling. So I can't really describe, I can't really remember exactly how he transmitted all this information because it was in a reading and I have amnesia. So I just kind of extracted from that some of the concepts and steps you could say that I remember, okay? So first he said, of course, the first step is at the time of physical death, the death of the physical body, the soul leaves the physical body. Now, what he did say and the way that he said this was interesting is he said, sometimes the soul makes a choice to leave the physical body in a variety of different ways and different ways that that could happen, but the soul makes a choice. It says, I am ready to leave this physical body and I am going to leave this physical body now. Or he said that choice by some circumstance outside of themselves is not a choice but the soul has to leave the physical body anyway because the physical body is no longer able to live and breathe on planet earth for whatever reason and so he said for him that choice in his particular passing that choice was not in his control and he had to leave the physical body he did say in his specific experience that there was some disorientation for him when he first felt his soul leave his physical body and come out. Basically, he said the soul comes out up the top of the head and leaves the physical body in that way. And he said for him, there was some disorientation before he realized what had happened. And that disorientation was fairly short-lived. Also, might I add, he mentioned as well. So then the soul actually has the choice of, once they've sort of gotten their bearings of what has transpired and that their soul is no longer in their physical body, they, and this can really, what I'm about to say, can really depend on how the, the, the person passed away. But he said, then there is a choice to remain in between, to really just help the family and the loved ones left behind kind of adjust to the transition of that soul. So this time can really vary. He he told me that he stayed around for about two weeks was the time frame. And of course, for souls who are out of physical bodies, time moves very differently. And so for him, you know, he didn't actually say this, but I'm assuming that two weeks could Feel like a blink of an eye. So, time, you know, bends (laughs) when we're out of physical bodies, which, you know, it bends when we're in physical bodies too. But anyway, I digress. I digress. We could go so many different places with this. So, he said some choose to hang around. Some want to stay around for their services, their funeral. Some actually stay beyond that. But the core kind of intention or message is just to help their loved ones through those early days of knowing and realizing that that person is no longer physically incarnated anymore and i find this really interesting and another thing that he showed me when he was talking about this is that they will often impress our loved ones telepathically psychically energetically and emotionally with just feelings and sensations and thoughts of comfort you know, everything's going to be okay. You'll get through this. I love you. They'll come to loved ones in dreams and so on and so forth. So I thought that was really interesting. And, you know, basically, he was saying that sometimes, most of the time for him and for his family, this was true that they actually weren't able to hear those messages because the family members were so deeply in grief and heartache and sorrow. And so he was trying and trying and trying and trying to comfort them. But, th- They just weren't able to receive it, which I imagine is the case a lot of the time. But just knowing for anybody who ever has lost a loved one, knowing that even if you couldn't feel them, hear them, see them, receive a message from them, they were there trying to comfort you. So I think that was a really beautiful little point that he showed me. They try to give comfort before they leave. And all the while, another thing that he showed me was that this was a soul's choice so we still have free will when we're out of some semblance of free will when our soul is no longer in a physical body and that he made the choice to stick around however at the same time there was still kind of a an energy basically how he described this to me is there was still an energy that was basically like a magnetic pull or a magnetic force that was encouraging him to basically transition fully into the spirit world, into the next dimension, into the next frequency, whatever you want to call it. So I thought that was really interesting. And basically when he decided that he was ready, that's when he... You know went there but actually first another thing that he said that was interesting before he passed through frequencies and really transitioned completely and fully is he said first he had to personally this was his experience i do not know if this is universal but he had to make peace with his passing and he had to find forgiveness for any people that were involved in his passing, in his particular situation there was. So I found that really interesting that he had to kind of have that experience before he fully sort of transitioned. Okay, so he made peace with his passing, and he started preparing or starting to be completely pulled almost like uh I imagine it like if anybody's ever seen finding Nemo when they're floating along those currents underneath in the ocean um and they're kind of being pulled by the current I imagine that that's how souls pass through the spiritual passageway in the same way like a current underneath the water and he kind of showed me him just being almost like a magnet over the top of your head and kind of being pulled through this this passageway and what's really interesting is that he showed me a passageway kind of like like a a stone sort of like tunnel I've also personally seen this sort of passageway in many different ways I've seen for myself and for other people I have seen this before I've seen something that looks like a subway tunnel I've seen like an airport terminal I've seen what else have I seen how else have I been shown um I've seen it just kind of like a vortex, like just energy, like a black, kind of like a an energetic vortex with like in a tunnel, in a tubular kind of shape. So I've seen it in a variety of different ways. But he was showing it to me, kind of just like a stone tunnel underground, and he showed me himself passing through this tunnel, um, which of course is the the transition from you know this dimension that we reside in on planet Earth into the dimensional location of. Where our souls go, at least for a period of time after we leave the physical body. And so he showed me in passing through. And the next part is basically he kind of took me through the whole process where initially when he first came to through the tunnel and he first transitioned, that there was... It's, it's almost impossible to describe. And I find this a lot of the time when trying to translate universal concepts into human English words. It's like, oh, my God, this feels impossible. But it was just basically when I have traveled to the other side and returned to my soul home and my permanent home, technically, because Earth is really just a visiting place and a learning place, is it's just pure oh, I can't even explain it. It's like bliss. It's just something that we remember because we've been there before, but we forget it while we're here on earth or, you know, we can forget it while we're here on earth. And returning back into that frequency is just pure love. It's pure bliss. It is like floating in a pool of honey. It's just the best feeling in the world, although some souls, when they're crossing over, depending on the circumstances of their passing and perhaps traumas and things that they've gone through in their past incarnation in the body that they just came out of and the life that they just came out of, they can feel a myriad of different things, disorientation, um, confusion, you know, things like that. But I think it's important to note that that doesn't last very long, that we are met by Usually, he showed me that he was first met by his guide, so his spirit guide, his main spirit guide, and then after came the re, he used the word with me, reunification process with his family members or with the souls of the energies that had pre-deceased him. And so he reconnected with, I believe it was his mother, brother, I believe there was a couple other, I can't remember exactly who he was able to reconnect with, but there was a couple of people. But the key thing is, is that we're met by our guide first, and that they are actually sort of overseeing the reunification process with some of these energies that have pre-deceased us. And so that was that was really interesting. And once that kind of reconnection process is complete, it's almost like those energies are sort of like, okay, see you in a bit, you know, and then, and then he showed me that he went off with his guide and I wasn't able to see, you know, what was happening in his process with with his guide, but basically the gist of it, and from what I understand, is that there is a direct kind of like, while you're still fresh from your lifetime, that there's a review process. And I think this is a really interesting concept. And this is always something that I've believed is that for the most part, we as a soul is guiding our own review process, especially if we're a more advanced soul who's been here lots of times, we kind of get the gist of it. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what I learned. Here's what I messed up on, blah, blah, blah. For some newer souls, maybe they need more, more assistance, more support, pointing out their blind spots. Here's what you do. But the key is, is that it's not from a place of shame. It's not from a place of you're in trouble and you have to answer for it. It's not from a place of any of those things. It's purely in the intention of learning. And how can I really use my past experiences and use all of the memories and experiences in my most recent incarnation to continue the evolution of my soul and continue the learning of my soul. And so that's mostly self-guided where it's like, I know that I didn't do the best that I could here. I know that I really hurt this person here. I know that I like really reach for the stars here and I'm so proud of myself, how courageous I was. And this is all being kind of cross-referenced with the agreements and the plans that we made for ourselves before we incarnated, before we even came into that body. So it's just really a beautiful chance for review. And depending on how the lifetime went. Some reviews are shorter than others. Some require, you know, us as souls getting more nitty gritty and all this kind of stuff. And so he went through the review process and and showed that and just also in his particular experience, just making peace with some of the events leading up to his passing and so on. So that was really interesting to kind of you know and I know this stuff but it's 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 very interesting to have been able to kind of hear it from a soul's experience who had just gone through that at a certain point and who was really wanting to share with one of his family members like this is what it's like and what was really sweet throughout the whole process I'm not done yet but just a little aside what was really sweet through the whole process is you know this young woman had a pretty intense fear of death and so he was her father in spirit was very intentional of just helping me explain this process in a way that would hopefully ease her fear of death, which of course it did. And she shared that with me at the end, which was really special for me, which I think that, you know, the fear of death is so prevalent right now on the planet. And there's so many people who are so afraid of dying and they have no idea that they are. (laughs) And It's really one of these like core human kind of fears that we're here to work out is, you know, fear of death, fear of uncertainty, fear of the unknown. I believe that fear of the unknown is one of like the core kind of universal human fears that of course we can, you know, transcend, but it's, it's a core kind of thing along with the fear of death, especially if the fear of death is coupled with, you know, any kind of religious sort of (laughs) programming around the afterlife and karma and, you know, there's just a lot of stuff, a lot of myths, truly, around physical death, the afterlife, the, you know, process, like that whole thing. There's a lot of this and I really feel that that really feeds the fear of death and the fear of the afterlife and the fear of the unknown. So it's very interesting to note. So after... This process of the review with the guide, then I am not exactly clear on this. It was a little fuzzy, but essentially he said I have to review with more than just my guide. I have to review with kind of some higher energies as well. And there was not a lot of detail. It was a little vague, so I didn't push. But after there's kind of a a multi-step review process of the lifetime. And then there is... Basically like the healing, it's how I would imagine if you were, yeah, a healing chamber. It's a healing chamber. That's the word that he used. He said, then I went into a healing chamber and this was essentially to really just restore the soul to its fullest vibrancy and healing any healing that the soul needed from any kind of experiences that it endured on planet earth because as we know planet earth can be pretty intense down here and so the soul is essentially revitalized and restored to its fullest vibrancy and you know just kind of cleansing the past hurts and traumas from the previous lifetime. And I just felt like this was like the most beautiful process. Like I wish I could have, I wish I could go into a a healing chamber right now, which, you know, technically we can anytime we want. So I digress anyway. So there's the, the cleansing process basically going into the healing chamber. And after that, it got a little fuzzy, but from what I understand is that there again, was a unification with different souls in his soul group, including souls who were not yet passed away, who were actually still incarnated in human bodies, including his children that he left behind. There was a reunification with the soul group and from there that's really all that he was able to say because i'm always curious like what are you doing like tell me what you're doing over there and tell me about reincarnation and tell me about like off-planetary reincarnation and how does that all work and of course it's like crickets and that's really something that i'm curious to continue exploring and would love to open up conversation around just like that whole everything that happens after the fact because i think it's really interesting and again There is still lots of mystery to it. But basically, the key thing that he was able to tell me is that one of the things that he was doing was going into study and just learning for his continued souls evolution while he was in this afterlife, but he was also helping with some very specific kind of, I guess you could say causes that he was very passionate about, not just in his human life, but just as his soul in general, things that his soul was really passionate about helping with. And he was showing me a couple of different things that he was doing in the afterlife to sort of aid these causes, basically using his energy to help, which I thought was really interesting. So that's kind of where he left it with me. And of course, that's not a complete list. There's still so much to be explored there of like, okay, you know, so you made it, you got cleansed, you did your review, like now what? And perhaps this is a conversation that we can continue to channel into and open up, you know, in the future as more information becomes available to me and through different readings. But I hope that this was really healing for you. I felt that I wanted to share this today because I felt that if it could at least be healing and clarifying for at least one person, then that would be worth it for me to share and to take the time to kind of transcribe this reading and put everything together. So I would really love to hear how this resonated with you. If you have different beliefs, that's also fine. Again, I think that a lot of this conversation is individual to different people's interpretations and belief systems, but there are some of these universal kind of Truths, I guess you could call it, that really run across time and space and connect all of us together. So I hope this was healing for you. I hope it was illuminating for you. It was truly such a beautiful experience for me. Although it may seem simple, it was really healing for not only me, but for the client. And also I'm sure for the client's father in spirit, getting the chance to help ease his daughter's fear around death and help her feel more peaceful about that. So very special reading all around. I am so grateful for everyone listening to this conversation. I would love to open up more conversation around this now and in the future. So any questions, messages, things that you have, you know where to find me. All my love. Talk to you soon.